0: welcome to the messy life mighty love podcast i am abby your host storyteller fellow messy life journeyer and friend you are listening to episode 36 messy advent joy as i was preparing for this episode i was really humbled and a bit shocked to realize i didn't know what each week of advent means My background is not liturgical or going by the calendar, the traditional Christian calendar. But still, it's Advent. So as I found there are different orders for Advent, I decided I would pick the one which made the most sense to me, which brings us to joy this week. We'll look at the beauty of this emotion, especially when we think of Jesus coming into the world as a baby. Hope you listen in. It was the customary ritual of the Jewish priestly order. One priest would be chosen to enter the temple and burn incense to the Lord. It was Zachariah's turn. He was a man righteous and blameless before the Lord, he and his wife Elizabeth. Yet they had not the joy of a child, and they were in their old age, beyond the time of such possibility of conceiving and bearing a child. But God... He visited Zechariah in the temple through one of his angels. The angel spoke of a son, declaring one would come through Elizabeth, and he would be named John. The passage further reads, And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. After 500 years of silence, God speaks to a faithful priest, Zechariah, and does the miraculous in the form of a son. And he will bring joy and gladness, the kind of pure joy and gladness, as it would be based on the return of many to the Lord. It wasn't the joy that he would be successful in the world's eyes, a premier athlete or highly esteemed Pharisee or religious leader in the traditional sense, or wealthy with many servants. No, the joy would be in what 500 years of silence had wrought, a desperate longing among the faithful for the Spirit of God amidst the people of Israel, Preparing the way for the Messiah, who would fulfill all the prophecies and redeem not only Israel, but the whole world. That would be John, their son's mission. And I am reminded of what ought to be my pure joy, not the success of my children or even my marriage or my own success as a writer, even my triumph over the devastation of mental illness. These are all causes for a good and right joy, but they are not my ultimate pure joy. This joy is that God is on the throne, bringing about his Holy Spirit in a way that this other conception, that of John the Baptist, symbolizes. Even John's birth falls short because he was the way preparer for the purest and most beautiful source of joy, that of Jesus' coming. And as we cast our eyes towards that joy, even here, the joy of the Messiah's life, death, and resurrection can fall short if we only see his work as around 33 years of life and mission, perfect and complete, yet not fully revealed in those days he lived. No, our deepest joy must be in the living, reigning work of God bringing all things to completion and glorifying him for that because he lived and died and was resurrected we will one glorious day see all things made new forever this is our deepest source of joy the coming fulfillment of our deepest longings forever when christ returns to bring a new heaven and a new earth and draw all of his children his brothers and sisters home this is joy yet it is a messy joy because we are waiting now we haven't seen the fulfillment, and our messy process to keep the faith is what secures for us an indestructible joy. Sometimes I just cry, longing for His return. There is such deep pain in not yet seeing things fulfilled, and I will never despise those tears because they are beautiful to God. And if I let them, they can be the gateway to the joy I am met for even as I wait. They are a weaning process from the things of this world, a reminder that there is only one source of deepest and fullest joy. I have often thought of Zachariah and Elizabeth. It is probable that they died before their son was beheaded, having gone before to their home in God. Yet how would their joy have changed if they knew their son would die young? I like to think they would still know the joy of having a son who would prepare the way for the Messiah. And so it reminds me again, it's not the fulfillment of my purposes which bring me joy, but in knowing his purposes are being fulfilled in and around me and in this whole wide world. Our joy comes messy because it's not contingent. But if we let it, it can become as pure as the newborn babe John the Baptist was to his parents. And yes, as the newborn babe of Bethlehem was and is for all the world, even the whole universe. Let his light, the light of pure joy, shine in the darkness of all that stands against it. Let that joy be yours, for it will never, ever, ever be overcome. I hope this messy Advent offering has reminded you of true joy. And it comes that much closer to your heart and experience. I pray that you would consider these few minutes' time well spent. For more from me, my journey with mental illness, and many other things about which I have written, visit my website, abigailalleman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. There are a couple of free ebooks you may find helpful for your journey. You can also find me on Instagram at abigail.alaman. I will leave you with the tried and true words of a Christmas carol I have known by heart since I was little. Yes, joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns, let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love, and wonders, wonders of his love. May his joy find you in the most special and pure of ways this Advent. I would love to meet you here next time for my last episode in this podcast series on Advent with the theme of love.